Hey everyone, Nick Weber here in their Direct Connect. This time I'm joined by one of my good friends, Chris Stitt. Chris, how you doing? Appreciate you uh, inviting me to this. Looking forward to having this conversation. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. First time we've recorded a conversation. So, uh, Chris was my my coach. I was his guinea pig for his first time through uh, as a leadership coach. But beyond that, Chris, tell us a little more about your background. Where you been? What you're up to? Well, I spent uh, 25 years with the uh, U.S. Department of State's Diplomatic Security Service uh, doing security crisis management all around the world. Um, spent 11 years overseas in five different countries, and uh, it was a truly great experience, learning a lot, doing security management, doing investigations, law enforcement, uh, as I said, crisis and emergency management, continuity of operations, kind of the whole gamut of converged uh, security management. Uh, even had some cybersecurity thrown in there as well. Prior to that, I spent a year and a half with U.S. Capitol Police from 1996 to 97. And, uh, you know, um, other than that, I picked up my certified emergency manager credential from the International Association of Emergency Managers, and I'm looking forward to picking up my CPP from ASIS. That'll be a fun one to study for. Uh, <clears throat> it's been about 10 years since I took That's that my test, and I don't think it's gotten any easier. Well, now that you're retired, what are you rolling into? At this point, uh, I've got a couple of things potentially going. I'm certainly open to the possibility of full-time employment in the private sector. I'd love to be able to take what I've learned and the skills that I, and knowledge that I've gained and assist, uh, you know, especially global companies in the private sector uh, with security, emergency management, continuity management. But in addition to that, I have started my own LLC, Crisis Lead LLC, which is security, crisis, continuity, and leadership consulting for global businesses. And as you said at the beginning, um, you know, especially on the leadership side, one of the things I have been for a while is a student of leadership and a practitioner of leadership and uh, was really appreciative of you being my guinea pig as I started out uh, in officially leadership coaching. So, and I look forward to expanding that and helping more people uh, as they go through the process. Yeah, I could definitely vouch for the, the skills you bring on that one, but let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the kindness games. That's something that through our coaching conversations, you kind of got me off the fence and to jump in and honestly, it was one of the best things I've done in a long time, but can you give a background on what it is? What is the kindness games and why do it? So, no, I really appreciate that. Um, the Kindness Games was started in September of 2020, the deep, dark days, if you recall, of COVID-19. And Lee Otten and Tim Wenzel had a sense that there were people out there that were feeling disconnected, feeling left behind. And they started a process where they would just give out shout outs, thank yous, gratitudes, a bit of kindness. The definition of kindness is lending someone your strength. And they wanted to have just a little thing between them where they were each going to shout out 30 people over 30 days. And as people saw this, they posted them on LinkedIn so that the people they were shouting out uh, could engage, could enjoy these shout outs and these appreciations. And as they did so, more and more people started to join. So I myself joined in January of 2021. I had been watching for a while. I finally decided to jump in myself. And really it's about 
showing appreciation, gratitude, and kindness to those who have shown kindness to us. And it's interesting that it's in the security industry because the security industry is often seen as, you know, rough, tough, you know, by the books, you know, stern kind of people. And to have something like the kindness games in the security industry was really revolutionary and showing how there is a different way to do this and lead with kindness. So the goal for each participant is to do 30 posts. It doesn't really have to be in 30 days. I think for me, it took about 45. I'm actually almost through my first round of overtime, which means that I'm up to uh, 55 posts so far, cruising in on 60. And as you know, it's been a while since I completed my first 30, so my pace has slowed down a little, but I was really uh, happy to see you and your kindness journey. Um, it's great not just for those of us um, who are receiving a shout out and knowing that you know we have made an impact for somebody, but also those of us who are giving shout outs. It really does amp the serotonin levels. It really does help you feel more connected and it's really just a great movement. There's a book coming out uh, at the end of this month. Uh, a whole bunch of the early adopters or early completers of the Kindness Games are, um, you know, e each of us wrote a chapter to talk about why we got involved, our journeys, and what we're, you know, looking at, uh, how it has affected us. So if you're out there and you're interested in, in joining, check out www.thekindnessgames.com. It's got all the information there. And if you want to see some great examples, search hashtag the kindness games on LinkedIn. Most of these are put up on LinkedIn, which again is a very interesting, unusual phenomenon because this is professional appreciations in the security industry. Yeah, I can definitely attest to the, uh, the, the feedback and how good that feels to, to have somebody reach out and say that I, ma I made their day. Even one of mine that um, is definitely a, a privacy advocate and a leader in the privacy space where that call out was just a text message because they don't do social media. So, and that, that started a whole different conversation of um, just kind of mutual appreciation there. Um, the other fun part I've really enjoyed is seeing people like jump on. I, I had one over the weekend, I think it was my first overtime one. Or I think four or five other people jumped in with just um, echoing some of the sentiments that I'd shared in mind. So uh, not sure when that recipient's going to actually log into LinkedIn. He's not big on there, but I'm, hopefully it's going to be a big smile when he does. Um, but yeah, it's not only was I impressed with, with yeah. that and that community. Like last week, we got to finally meet in person after and, uh, at least six months of having conversations, and more than that, if you count wild leaders. But there was that whole group of, of kindness crusaders that met up at GSX in Dallas. Um, I know for me, I think it was my 10th GSX, so I know a lot of people there, but it was the first one in person since 2019, so it was kind of like first day of school again. And it was nice to have that group to fall in on, um, starting right off with uh, Sunday afternoon. Actually, some of you all started Sunday at brunch, um, just having people to talk yep. to and, and break the ice. Um, and then make introductions around. It was probably my most, I'd say, professionally productive GSX I've ever been to, just because the the breadth of introductions that I had and people I talked to was so much different than usual, my usual crew that I run into every year. As a first timer for GSX, yeah. Kind of look, what was your thoughts on on how the event went and 
what'd you get out of it? No, you know, it went really well for me. Like you said, it was my first time at GSX. I've done a couple of other conferences with different organizations in the past. So for that sense, you know, I've been through the gauntlet on these before, but it, it was my first time at GSX, which is a sizable conference. And really having that TKG at GSX chat group and in-person group that we had um, really did lend itself to a more impactful visit for me. I actually did not sign up for any of the uh, learnings on this one. One of my mentors, Michael Gipps, encouraged me to simply go ahead and get the expo only pass. And the goal was to network, make connections, learn about the private sector, learn what are some of the new products and the differences between them. Uh, because with 25 years on the government side, we do things a little bit differently than the private sector does. And quite frankly, having that group of mentors through the Kindness Games, many of whom I had never met before, a couple I had met, you know, uh, once or twice or had had interactions with, but the ability to have those people assist me and say, here's what's important, here's what you really need to look at, here's people that you need to meet, etc., was really, really impactful for me. And, you know, like any other conference, the sessions, the expo, that's one part of it. But quite frankly, there's this whole other part, which is your unofficial interactions, the various you know parties and events and things like that, where you get to sit and chat with people and learn more about them and their journey and what they're really up to and interested in. And I really had you know a good time making and deep, deepening uh, a lot of connections uh, with folks like you, with folks like Lee Auten, um, you know Mary Gamble, um, you know a couple other people in uh, the Kindness Games group, and then also it was great to reconnect with so many other former diplomatic security personnel who are now out in the private sector and you know are just thriving um, in private industry. I was impressed with the kind of the breadth of experiences that just hanging out with uh, the Kindness Games crew brought. Um, everything from, I think, the, the conversation on, on Tuesday night, we were there with uh, the, the guys from Georgetown, Paul and, and his team, who are still kind of in that yep. startup phase and, and sharing some of the things that, that we've done at Archer to, to help kind of get over that hump with how to use social media, uh, things like this podcast. Honestly, it was good for me to go through and think through, okay, why are we doing these things? Even though I'm in more of that, that mentoring side or coaching side on that conversation, still a good reflection on why are we there. Um, then, of course, there's always the fun part. I mean, doing some axe throwing with people like Tim Wenzel and Lisa Oliveri, that was a whole lot of fun. And then finding out that we got some people in the kindness games that got some pipes. Uh, Lee Otten can uh, can certainly rock some Neil yeah, Diamond. Yeah, but, but But Keikashan on... Uh, so Lady Gaga and Mike Petty on everything. Not what you would expect when you see him. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was a great time, though. And, and honestly, like you said, some yeah. great conversations um, with people that we probably wouldn't otherwise interact with. Um, maybe even people who could be competitors if we looked at it from that perspective. But I really like the Kindness Games approach of, yeah, we may be competing for the same market, but we can compete together and we can do it with compassion and kindness and Absolutely. lead positively. Um, I'm all for that. Uh, no. 
And it was also great to meet folks like Chuck Andrews and become a friend of Chuck. And, you know, it was also great to be able to, um, you know, just like you said, interact with a lot of people from a lot of different sectors, industries, journeys, and see how that all flows, you know, together. And I think, you know, as you mentioned, the Kindness Games is a great mechanism for that because it really does bring a lot of people. It's not just, you know, out of one particular, the, the, like the energy sector, not just former government, not just um, technology sector, um, but really there is a great cross-section there. Um, and it was really, you know, fantastic to meet some folks and meet some serious influencers. You know, you mentioned Lisa Oliveri, I mentioned Chuck Andrews, um, just uh, some powerful, powerful voices out there um, that are, you know, part of both the Kindness Games movement and ASIS. Yeah, the other fun piece I found from that, Nick, both of them came through the Kindness Games. One of them was actually somebody that I'd kind of worked with at GSX, man, three or four years ago. I think the first virtual one, so I guess it would have been three years ago. Um, got to know Heather McDonald a little bit, didn't realize she'd switch companies, but... Now we're looking at some potential partnerships that are coming out of that from different technology providers that we might have a symbiotic relationship. So that's one of the other things I always go into these events. I'm looking for usually the new products. What's new out there? What's the new software? What's the new hardware um, that I can take back to clients? Um, but also which ones are ones that I want to be doing business with. I always love walking the floor, seeing all the cool new things. Um, anything that you saw there that caught your eye that was, was new or exciting? Well, there, there were actually a couple of things. Um, one is it was very interesting to see, and sorry, my light's shifting on me here, um, but it was very interesting to sh- see the application of AI in a couple of different ways. You know, you think about ChatGPT and its ability to do research on your behalf, but how they're using AI to filter through, um, especially um, open source intelligence, Mm-hmm. And you see how, you know, they're using it to try and give a much more targeted um, assessment and analysis. And some of these companies are human in the loop. Some of these companies are pure AI. But it's not limited just to kind of that kind of written information. Um, it was also very interesting to see how AI is being applied to, for instance, uh, camera systems and uh, to access control systems and how they're doing all that. And I think my absolute favorite piece of AI from the whole um, from the whole show was somebody actually rebuilt Johnny Five from the movie Short Circuit and had him there interacting with people as you were walking through. Um, Johnny Five is alive. It was great. I saw that one. That one was a toss up between that and about I don't know eight or nine years ago when somebody had Steve Young there and twelve uh, year old me was just giddy. Oh, I uh, bet. Always a great show. And yeah. Yeah. I would. It's curious to see the AI piece. I know we've seen that in the camera and alarm space. Some of them starting to use some Boolean logic, but taking that to the next level, that's that's really going to be a game yeah. changer um, when you start looking at the it really second, is. And he, seconds count and response. And it's also interesting, too, to see the different forms of blended AI robotics. So there were a couple of different companies that basically had robot dogs that would prance around, but it's not just prancing around. It's got cameras, it's got, you know, sound, um, you know, it's got microphones so it can actually see what is suspicious and different. 
Um, and then not just dogs, but also just some, you know, non-traditional robots rolling around uh, as they, you know, go on patrol, kind of like not replacing a guard force, but certainly supplementing and possibly going to those places where it may be harder for a human guard to get to or down the road on a cost basis, you know, to supplement the human guard force and reduce the number of human guard posts that you need. Yeah, there was a vast improvement from a few years ago when they had the R2-D2 uh, mall cop robots rolling around that would fall into the fountain. Um, definitely a, a big yeah, improvement exactly. there. Not a surprise to see it, but on the flip side, there's a little bit of a, ooh, we're getting close to Skynet here. So There is that, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how that disrupts the guard force industry. Yeah, I think that's already been going for a little bit, but it's certainly going to accelerate that, um, especially when we start getting yep. into autonomous flight with drones. Eventually, that's going to happen. Um, Yes. We looked at that when I was at Grant, and if we could have done that, that would have saved us. Honestly, it would have saved us a ton of labor, but on the flip side, and more importantly, uh, after I left, it would have saved them two vehicle accidents. Um, wow. From driving icy roads at 3 o'clock in the morning in January. If you can launch a drone with thermal instead, why wouldn't you? Uh, we were using it to do inspections on our dams Absolutely. just to be able to avoid putting a human, human in a bucket over the face of a dam in the middle of Columbia River. We'll put a thousand dollar drone out there and if yep. it goes in the water oh well so yeah it's exactly. cool to see that and really see that application gsx for me is always gsx and uh isc west isc east are the two that really jump out for me of hey here's the new cool new toys and here's how they're being used kind of winding down any recommendations for somebody who's on the fence with either the kindness games or gsx or other conferences how do you get get over the hump and get started so, you know, I'll start with the kindness games. Number one, you know, as I said, it started in September. I didn't jump in until the next January. And I know there's other people, you know, yourself, you took a couple of years of watching it to decide to fully, to fully decide to jump in. But, you know, how I finally got there was I started making a note card, listing people out one through 30. Actually, I just listed one through 30. Who would be the 30 people that have had such an impact on me that I would like to publicly appreciate them? And I found that it was actually pretty easy to come up with that first 30. And then I had some more after that too. And then the key was, what is it that I want to appreciate about them? Not, you know, self-promoting me, but really trying to make it about them and their character and what it was about them that I was trying to appreciate. And once I got my head straight on that, it really became easier. And then as I started to roll through them, um, you know, it really became a wonderful experience to, you know, show this appreciation to these people and to go ahead and, um, you know, make sure that they know that they are loved. And, you know, as far as the ASIX and GSX, um, yeah, absolutely. ASIS. I had interacted with ASIS several times throughout my career, um, but it is such an amazing network of people. Um, and again, like the kindness games, there's a lot of people out there in ASIS whose goal is to help you become better. And the GSX process to go out and meet a lot of these people in person and the 
and see a lot of the new technologies and learn as much as you can from the information sessions um, really is fantastic. So I highly recommend it. If you're out there, you're thinking about doing it and you're not sure, well, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? You know, please go ahead, jump in, join ASIS. And if you can get to GSX, you don't have to pay for the whole conference. If you're a member of GS, if you're a member of ASIS, the expo is free. You just got to pay for airfare and hotel. And there's ways to do that less expensively. So if you're like me and transitioning out and just starting up your own company, you know, it's a great opportunity to, uh, you know, to do that in an inexpensive, manageable way uh, that can be truly impactful. Yeah, I'd recommend the other piece I'd recommend is make sure you have a network. Do the groundwork before you get there. Have people that you, you have a plan to meet up with. Um, that was one of the things my first year I was really lucky that I had. I was working with Darren Nielsen, um, great mentor who was already plugged into all these different groups at ASIS. Back then, the Utility Security Council, which is now the community, which then I went on to chair and now CVP. So, um, But have people to plug in with. If you go in cold, it's overwhelming. It's thirteen to 15,000 yeah. people there. So have a plan to meet up with folks and, and share that and pass it on when you're that was one of the things that, that was really impactful for me was when I took my team a couple of years later when I moved on to the utility and started getting them plugged in different spots, making introductions and then kind of backing up, letting them run. Absolutely. No, and it was great plugging in that the Kindness Games team ended up being 93 people, mm -hmm. um, which is a somewhat manageable group, um, but really active, interesting people who were a lot of fun to be with and a lot of... You know, great opportunity, uh, you know, to get some of those introductions and to get some of that shepherding through the process and, and the show. Um, and then it was also great to run into people that, you know, we didn't, you know, maybe hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Todd Kyle comes to mind. Um, you know, you and I both worked with him in the past and it was great to sit and spend some time with him catching up and, uh, you know, really just a fantastic uh, opportunity overall at GSX to strengthen, rebuild, and maintain a lot of those and, and make new a lot of those connections. Absolutely. Couldn't say it better myself. So thanks for joining, Chris. Uh, as always, great conversation. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Absolutely. Again, I apologize for the uh, change in light as the sun comes over the house next to me and comes straight through my window and makes this fantastic pattern on my face. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, for those of you listening, you won't see it. And for those of you watching, apologies. It's a great little studio uh, look there. So There you go. No, I, Nick, I sincerely appreciate you uh, inviting me on today. Uh, it's been great getting to know you. It was fantastic actually meeting you in person at GSX. And uh, I sincerely appreciate uh, our deepening friendship. Likewise, Chris. It's great to meet you. Um, and thanks for jumping on last minute. So appreciate you. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. Not only is Direct Connect available to listen to, you can also watch each episode on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash at ArcherU. If you're interested in who we are and what we do, you can head on over to our website at archerint.com. You can also follow us on our social media platforms, Archer International on Facebook, 
Archer Energy Solutions LLC on LinkedIn and at Archer SEC on Twitter. Thanks for listening and check back every other week for brand new episodes of Direct Connect.